Section 35 of the Medici, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Medici, Volume 1 by G. F. Young. Chapter 14. The Twenty Months Pontificate of Adrian the Sixth, 1522-1523. through 1523 adrian the sixth did not belong to the medici family but as his short pontificate of twenty months spans the period between the two medici popes and is important with reference to their history it is desirable to detail briefly the events of his reign on the death of leo x an unusual amount of discord took place at the conclave assembled to elect a new pope giulio de medici having been the late pope's adviser in everything counted on seceding him and employed all the arts of which he was a master to get himself elected but out of the thirty-nine cardinals assembled as many as eighteen wanted the office themselves and giulio was only able by all his efforts to get together a party of fourteen wolsey was also a candidate and had for a long time been swaying the politics of england in favour of charles v in the latter's struggle with francis i so as to obtain and return the emperor's influence on his behalf at this election with the emperor's candidate in possession of seven votes with giulio de medici in possession of fourteen and with the remaining eighteen cardinals each striving to gain votes for himself the conclave became a scene of the most disgraceful party struggles and the discord was so great that it seemed as though no conclusion would ever be reached at last giulio's party merely as an expedient for wearying out their opponents voted one morning at the daily scrutiny for the most unlikely man they could think of cardinal adrian dadel of utrecht archbishop of tortosa who had been the emperor's tutor at that time governing spain as charles v's representative to their amazement and disgust a majority of the other cardinals seeing that they could not succeed themselves and in order to defeat giulio's party at once voted the same and to the astonishment of all europe one who had never been dreamt of by any one for such an office and had made no candidature for it became pope thus did the sad and serious adrian and earnestly religious fleming secede to the throne so recently occupied by the cultured epicurean leo if all Europe had been searched, a more startling contrast to the latter could not have been found. The new Pope at once gave evidence of his temperament by declining to follow the custom which had so long prevailed of changing his name, preferring to adhere to the practice of the earlier centuries in this respect. Giulio de Medici, having thus failed, departed to Florence and took over the charge of Florentine affairs the absence of any opposition to his doing so shows that no doubt was felt as to the tacit right of a medici to control the government of florence and this undoubtedly rested on solid ground and was due to the instinctive feeling that florentine affairs only went smoothly when a medici was at the helm passerini's inefficient administration had gradually created considerable discontent financial affairs were in disorder and much discord prevailed but giulio de medici wanting in so many other respects had just one good quality 
inheriting in full measure that special gift conspicuous in this family in generation after generation of a genius for pacifying the angry passions of florentine political life by his conciliatory manner careful attention to public affairs and knowledge of the feelings of the florentines he soon put an end to the prevailing discord and under his guidance florentine affairs were satisfactorily administered it was the universal opinion that never since the city had been under the rule of the medici had it been governed with greater appearance of civil liberty or more skilful concealment of despotism nardi's remark shows that giulio was still carefully pursuing his scheme imbiding his time until those of the family who were then children should be grown up and he himself in a position to adopt a more rigorous attitude towards florence than that of merely controlling her government meanwhile adrian the sixth was showing himself a pope such as rome had not seen for many centuries he was not only virtuous and frugal humble and pious a hater of pomp and simple and straightforward in character but he also viewed with indignation the corruption which abounded in the church and set himself vigorously to the task of reform there was a prompt end to all the pleasant ways which rome loved and a volte face which was in some of its aspects almost comic bishops to whom life at a distance from rome was like banishment to a barbarous country were sent off to their neglected bishoprics the sycophantic throng of poets philosophers artists and musicians who had surrounded leo were swept out of the vatican the supper parties hunting parties and convivial gatherings came to an abrupt end the pope insisted on living in the simplest fashion with a very small establishment and spent a great part of his time in prayer and study rome was consumed with an unutterable disgust moreover whereas it had been a main object with every preceding pope to aggrandize his family and increase the papal dominions adrian the sixth refused to do anything of the kind he restored urbino to its rightful duke francesco della rovere and gave back to the duke of ferrara the territories which leo x had taken from him such acts increased his unpopularity adrian however was unmoved by the indignant wrath of the corrupt community by which he was surrounded he set before himself three main objects the reform of the church the restoration of peace in germany and the defence of christendom against the turks that he lived too short a time to effect any of these objects does not detract from the honour due to him for having earnestly and by wise methods striven to attain them contemporary historical events fifteen twenty one through fifteen twenty three in fifteen twenty one the diet of the empire was assembled by charles v at worms to consider how to check the growth of the new opinions in religion which were causing so much conflict in germany with the result that luther was placed under the ban of the empire in fifteen twenty two charles v again visited england henry the eighth urged on by wolsey who still hoped for the emperor's assistance at the next papal election which all felt could not be far distant now deserted the side of francis which he had lately been favouring and took that of charles meanwhile soliman the turkish sultan after invading hungary and taking belgrade turned his victorious arms against rhodes 
which held by the knights of st john had been the bulwark of christendom against the turks since the fall of constantinople adrian the sixth appealed earnestly to charles francis and henry to lay aside their quarrels and unite to save rhodes from the turks but they were too occupied with their mutual jealousies and the story of constantinople was repeated after a stubborn resistance of six months rhodes was to capitulate charles gave malta to the knights of st john and they retired there in this year fifteen twenty two the conquest of mexico added yet further to charles spanish dominions in fifteen twenty three francis i carried the war into lombardy and dispatched a large force thither under bonifat at the same time swayed by his vicious mother louise of savoy he by various insults drove into rebellion the best general that he had charles duke of bourbon constable of france who relentlessly persecuted by louise because he would not marry her and deprived of his position in the french army at last in desperation deserted his country and offered his services to charles v in his endeavors to reform the church adrian the sixth showed both wisdom and vigor not only did he insist on a reform of their ways by the bishops who had so long brought discredit upon their office but he also set himself with all his power to heal the discord in germany by searching out the cause of the disease and the remedy required for a hundred and twenty years europe had cried out for a reform of the church in head and members three great councils had been assembled and all the power of the laity throughout europe put forth to effect this reform but all had been foiled by the head which refused to admit that it needed reformation adrian the sixth for the first time struck a different note he ordered aegidius of viterbo the learned principal of the augustinian order and the most pious man of intellect at that time in rome to furnish him with his opinion as to the disease and its remedy in response to which aegidius drew up the great document in which he showed the disease to be due to the misuse of papal power and that the remedy was a limitation of the absolutism of the head of the church adrian the sixth agreed with the views expressed and the result was the celebrated set of instructions issued by him in fifteen twenty two to the nuncio Cieri regato in which the pope declared that the disease had spread from the head to the members from the pope to the bishops and cardinals he wrote we have all sinned there is not one that doeth good and announced his determination to carry out a radical reform had adrian the sixth lived longer widespread results must have ensued from such an edict emanating from such a source but it was not to be and when the grave closed over adrian the sixth the last non-italian pope it closed also over all chance of a reform of the head and members conducted by the head himself not however that adrian the sixth took the protestant side by any means he was both learned enough and wise enough to see the error of both sides and he met the fate of all who were able to do this and are honest enough to let both know it to the diet of the empire then assembled to discuss the subject he addressed a most powerful protest against the doctrines of luther while in the same document acknowledging candidly and in the most positive terms the corruptions of which luther and his followers accused the church of rome 
in showing that he was determined to eradicate them adrian the sixth presented the almost unique instance in that age of a man of the humblest birth who had risen in the church solely through the great respect entertained by his profound theological learning and this justly deserved reputation joined to his candid acknowledgment of the corruptions of the church with the stringent measures he was taking to extirpate them made his protest against the new doctrines and his demonstration of the ignorance on which they were to a large extent based far more forcible than that which any other pope of that time could have made whereas others maintained such doctrinal points by appeals to this or that precedent adrian did so out of his own knowledge as a theologian thus the gentle and humble adrian condemned luther's opinions much more sharply than leo x had ever done while he also passed severe censors upon the princes of germany for allowing them to spread owing to their own ignorance and their attaching greater importance to political contests than to religion truly many centuries had passed away since any head of the roman church had spoken in this fashion or had been animated by sentiments like these but in that corrupt age a pope of this type was obnoxious to all parties he was obnoxious to the followers of luther for disagreeing with their doctrines to the princess of germany who as he rightly said only paid heed to the matter so far as they could make use of it for a political purpose to the cardinals who bitterly resented reforms which robbed them of all for which they cared and above all he was intensely obnoxious to the roman people who loved a pope who spent money freely and was troubled with no inconvenient morality both of the two latter parties looked upon adrian the sixth and his ways with a horrified disgust too deep for words the change from the one extreme to the other from the easy-going lavishly generous leo to the austere reformer adrian was too bitter a contrast a pope who admitted that the church needed a reform and was bent on carrying it out was altogether insupportable of course his end was certain rome wanted no popes of this sort and would not endure them that he existed even so long as twenty months is extraordinary at the end of that time he was poisoned unless there should be any doubt of the fact or of their great relief thereat the roman people on the night after his death adorned his chief physician's house with garlands and with the inscription written over them to the deliverer of his country thus ended adrian the sixth who had his lot been cast in other times would have accomplished much for the church he died on the fourteenth september fifteen twenty three and was buried in the church of santa maria de la anima and the epitaph written for his tomb by his faithful friend and companion cardinal inkelfort was certainly suitable pro dolor quantum refert in qua tempora vel optimi cujuste vertus incidat end of section thirty five